Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Bizarre Conspiracies. My name is Conrad Toll, and with me is... Eric Patino. Well, thank y'all for joining us. Today, we're going to be continuing a little brief series that we've been doing on Egypt, and I am going to be covering today the true fall of Egypt. Now, I'm sure most of us are familiar with why it is that ancient Egypt fell, but I would argue that the main story from which we hear is actually wildly inaccurate, totally romanticized, and not even at all, well, a little true, but mostly not. Well, the emphasis is all wrong. Mm -hmm. So the original story that you'll hear is that Egypt was a powerful nation that was around from 3000 BC all the way up till just a little bit before, I think it was like 30, 30 BC, under the rule of Cleopatra, Rome invaded and conquered Egypt, and that is what destroyed ancient Egypt. Now, the story goes that there was, after Persians invaded Egypt back around Alexander's time, and after they had taken over Egypt, Alexander obviously did his famous attack into Persia and is, was seen as a liberator of Egypt, and he built his city, Alexandria, on the coast, made that the new capital of Egypt, and then left. Then he died over on the Indian border uh, after conquering all of Persia, and his kingdom was broken up into many different parts, and one of his generals, uh, known as Ptolemy, took over Egypt and set himself up as a pharaoh and continued to rule Egypt very much like an Egyptian. And further on down his line, there was Cleopatra, and there was a bunch of social unrest, and Rome was buying tons of grain from Egypt at the time, which led to the Romans having a high interest in Egypt. So they actually sent soldiers to fight on behalf of the pharaohs, and they put down the rebellion so that way they would have uninterrupted grain trade coming out of Egypt, which they greatly depended on. And after Cleopatra supported Mark Anthony, I believe, against Octavius as the new Caesar in 
after the death of Julius Caesar, Octavius then declared war on both Mark Antony and Cleopatra and went and conquered all of Egypt. And that was the end. Mm-hmm. That's that's the end of the story is normally what they say. <laughs> However, if you take a look at it, there's a few very glaring issue of which it doesn't quite make sense. If you go back through any of Egypt's history, being a 3,000 year old nation, just let that think in for a moment. How old is the British Empire? Depends on where you, when you start counting, but it's generally about a thousand years old. Okay. Depending on which part you're talking about. But if you look at like all the changes that the UK's gone through, it's been significant. You know, power shifted from different kings, from the Normans and the Saxons, and there's been different conquests and then the rise and the fall of the UK. If you look at all of that, you realize, wow, a thousand years is quite impressive for a nation to be around. Mm-hmm. But then you think about Egypt was 3,000 years old, and that was done prior to the Industrial Revolution. A nation like England had a great advantage being in this heart of the Industrial Revolution because that made them one of the most powerful nations in the world, which helped keep them together for a lot longer. Egypt did that back in the Bronze Age, wasn't the center of any great industrial scientific revolution, didn't have any massive overseas colonies or anything like that. It's sustained on its own internal domestic product and it kept around for longer than England. So how is it that such a thing was toppled by one invader, seeing how it was invaded over 10 different times and conquered many different times throughout its 3,000 year history? If you look at it, I mean, it was invaded by the Assyrians, the Persians, the Kush, the Romans, obviously. I think it was invaded by Libya once. By Rubia, quite, quite a lot of people Ethiopia. Invaded. Yeah. But if you look at it, it didn't really change and it kind of stood the test of time. So if you take a closer look at what happened every time country invaded, something like Assyria, when they invaded, they actually sacked the city of Thebes and attacked the Egyptian temples and that sort of thing. And they desecrated the statues and tore out a bunch of stuff. And the Egyptians rose up against them and drove them out. They used a little bit of help from Greek mercenaries and that sort of thing. The Greek navy was very important and they're driving out the Assyrians. But then they remained Egypt. They had a lot of civil wars. And when a place like Kush invaded, the Kush believed in the Egyptian gods. So when they took over, Egypt and set up their own dynasty, what they modeled was pretty much they just reinstated a different version of Egypt. It was very similar. It had the same line of pharaohs. Well, not the same line of pharaohs, but it had pharaohs just like the previous one. It's just a, sure. a different family. They followed the same practices and customs, spoke the same language, did the hieroglyphics and everything. Nothing changed. When the Assyrians tried to destroy the Egyptian culture, they rose up and fought back. When Persia invaded, Persia just mostly came in, toppled the leader, put a puppet in place, and then got a large amount of taxation out of it and just uh, used it as a source of revenue. But they really didn't alter the everyday life of an Egyptian, and they Mm. were tolerated because of it. But when Alexander came along and kicked out the Persians, they loved Alexander. And Alexander changed his name to an Egyptian name. He set himself up as a pharaoh. He took a pharaoh's name. He wore all the 
the dress of a pharaoh and pretty much was setting himself up as an Egyptian pharaoh. And he was very taken by the Egyptian culture if you've ever studied. <laughs> he wanted to build a pyramid in Greece and just expand Egypt. And he allowed them to keep hydroglyphics and all of that. And because of that, it was just pretty much Egypt the same as normal. Egypt never really changed through any of its invaders. And when any of the invaders tried to change Egypt, uh, the Egyptians rose up and drove them out. So why is it that the Roman invasion would somehow destroy this nation that had been invaded, taken over many different times, and yet had remained unchanged for 3,000 years is because the Romans did something a little different than all the other ones combined. For the first 300 years after the Romans took over Egypt, Egypt was fairly similar. They still had a line of pharaohs which ruled in Egypt, though they were under control of the Roman Senate. They, there was still the pharaoh system. They still had the mummification. They still had all of the, the rites and the rituals. They still built temples and all of that. Mm -hmm. But after 300 years, the Catholic Romans came to power. And that is what actually makes the big difference. Not Cleopatra, not her affair with Julius Caesar and Octavius. And Scandalous. although that makes it, yeah, she had children by both Julius Caesar and uh, Mark Anthony. However, as much as that was been popularized by Shakespeare, he wrote the, you know, play Julius Caesar and followed mm -hmm. the whole story. And it's seen as some sort of a love story. There's been many movies made about it. And that's the fall of Egypt. Well, Egypt would have survived. And it, if uh, the Roman Catholics had not come along and purged all of the Egyptian traditions, had banned the practice of paganism in Egypt, then what would have happened is after Rome fell, Egypt would have remained. And then after Rome split in two, Egypt was part of the Byzantine Empire in the east. Mm. And then I think it was the Saracens came and invaded the first caliphate after Muhammad. Uh, came and invaded Egypt and they purged even more thoroughly than the Catholics did. Hmm. And that is about the time where the Egyptian hieroglyphics language was lost because, well, the hieroglyphics really aren't a wonderful way of writing. It's not as good as the Greek alphabet that was brought to them. Sure. So the language is which the Greeks, I guess, which would be the originally the Phoenicians, which the Greeks then adopted because it was so good and then brought to the Egyptians, replaced hydroglyphics slowly but surely. And because of that, hydroglyphics became a lost art. And then they lost all the history that was written on their temples, in their pyramids and all of that. They couldn't read it anymore, only the priests. But then the priests stopped their line of training hydroglyphics when they lost all their funding from the state, hmm. which is, and because they lost their history and they lost their customs and all of that, and they lost their pharaohs to the caliphate, well, because, you know, the Roman Catholics allowed them to keep their line of pharaohs. When the caliphate came in, that was not the case. You, you uh, did not have your own local leaders. Because Egypt would probably still be around today if nobody had ever messed with their cultures and their history. So that is the death of a culture. And I think that that is one thing that a lot of people miss when looking at the story of the Romans or the, the fall of the Egyptians or any of that. Is There are many countries that despite being invaded and 
torn apart have remained the way that they are. And it fits most topically with the current world event that's going on, the invasion of Ukraine. Ukraine Mm. has been a very distinct culture for hundreds and hundreds of years. Even though it's been conquered many different times, Ukraine stays Ukrainian. And the reason is it has its distinct culture, which they never forgot. Which is why you will see the Russians, when they're invading Ukraine, one of the first things that they deny is the history of Ukraine. They say that Ukraine was just a a Russian construct. It never actually was its own individual unique culture. So in order to defeat a nation, you have to do more than just take its over its government and change its borders. You have to eradicate the culture, the history. So that's my conspiracy, I guess, theory, because I don't actually know if anyone ever wrote on this, but I might theorize that had Christianity, Roman Catholicism, not purged the paganism in Egypt, Egypt would still be its own cultural identity and would have been, what, 5,000 years old now? You would think at least. I suppose. In fact, the Roman rule of Egypt was not all that bad because Egypt was has been unstable most of its uh, existence. It's never been a stable oh, I'll say. government. <laughs> uh, when you have a line of kings, that actually makes it very unstable because every time a king dies, you have a chance for a full-blown civil war to break out. Right. So that has always plagued Egyptian history and the romans were not much better but you know they had the senate which while the roman senate was around did bring a little more stability so as soon as you can get away from the kings and caesars and the pharaohs and get to some sort of a what they call a peaceful transition of power it allows for a lot more of a stable government Mm -hmm. but a stable government or an unstable government did not stop the existence of egypt Because what makes a country, it's not the land, it's not the government, it's the culture and the history of the people. So my challenge to all you listeners out there, because some of you are not U.S. citizens from all different countries. We got listeners everywhere. I don't care what country you come from or what culture. If you want to keep your nation alive, what you want to do is hold fast to your history and your culture and your traditions. That is what makes your country what it is. Not the government, Mm. not not your laws, not your army, not your borders, but your culture and your history. Very nice. Since you mentioned Russia and Ukraine, has anything new come out? Uh, Since, well, point, there's always something new happening, it seems. I'd say in the last week or so. Just a week ago, Putin declared the partial mobilization. Uh, Since then, a little bit has happened after that. On the battlefield, there's a Russian-held city in Ukraine that's slowly being encircled by the Ukrainians. But really, nothing's happening on the battlefront. The big news is just how much rioting is going on in Russia and the response to the partial mobilization. Because partial mobilization was said to be about 
300,000 soldiers. Mm. But the actual number is a top secret in the Russian army, but it's not too secret because we guess and have predicted that it's probably about a million. So what they did is they didn't want to cause too much of a disturbance on Russia. So they said, we'll just do a partial mobilization and then did a secret large mobilization is what's going on. Hmm. So they're trying to get the benefit of a large mobilization without having to take the PR damage of a large mobilization. You know, they're trying to get the best of both worlds there by lying to their own civilians. And they've had a little more backlash than I thought they were, they thought they were going to get. It's not been a popular move. Right. But really, that's about that's about all that's happened in the past week. Well, I was interested because Putin came out saying, oh, I'm pretty serious about using nuclear weapons. And uh, then I heard nothing after that. <laughs> and well, I well, did hear something after that. Biden responding to that and as usual, stumbling <laughs> over his words and forgetting what he said. Don't do it, Jack. <laughs> Just don't. Yeah, don't do it. There's, I'm pretty sure that that's a bluff. Oh, yeah. I mean, no doubt it's a bluff. If they were to use nuclear weapons, wouldn't that put them in a dangerous spot with the UN since they're in the UN? Um, yeah, but really the UN is not an issue for the Russians. I'm sure the Russians don't care what the UN thinks because really nobody cares what the UN thinks. So is the UN like parliament where... It's just a big joke, but... No, it's worse than any parliament, because here's the thing. They <laughs> have the no real power, pretty much. The only power that they can assert is over regional warlords. Very, very small groups of combats. Interesting. Putin is really too powerful for them to try and bring to some international court. So it, only if they can actually bring you to international court can you actually can they have any power but they can't bring most people to court is the issue <laughs> so what's the point of having the un i don't really know i, I mean <laughs> it has a few small things because they do have the ability to make a general statements and say this right here is wrong which is what you'll hear a lot the un condemns something that are actions right mm -hmm. the un condemns the actions of so-and-so doing this the UN condemns the actions of so-and-so fighting there. The ongoing conflict there, you know? Mm. But so all that they can do is just kind of point people and be like, this is bad. And so they're informational. That's about it. Let me see. Well, do you want to do the honors? Alrighty. Well, I don't have it memorized where all they can find us. Um, but oh. I think it's Stitcher. Yeah, iTunes, Spotify, yeah, Spotify. Uh, Stitcher, TuneIn. Uh, we're on a bunch of different platforms. You could just search for Bizarre Conspiracies. And uh, if you want to email me or Conrad, you can do so at bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. That's bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. There will also be a link in the description, so check the description for all kinds of links. If you want to email us about topics, we're more than happy to cover them. We, I think the last three no, the last five episodes we did were all listener requests. Well, thanks for listening, and as always, we will catch you in the next episode. <laughs>